0: All right, what is going on? Do we have a lot of people in the chat want to talk? Uh, So um, here we are. Uh, Just having a little conversation with a few of my closest friends. And since I'm not reading, I can take my glasses off. I'm trying out Telegram's new um, live streaming feature. Yes, Brian Cates, if you listen to this, Um, Once you start a live stream you can record it. You have to go into the little menu, hit the three dots, go down, choose record, and then you have to select portrait orientation or landscape. And it took me a little bit of time to get that set up, which is why I was on and nobody was saying anything. Uh, Thank you all for joining me on the live stream. I appreciate that. Uh, But thinking over the last a uh, couple of weeks actually that I would like to get back into doing some live broadcasts and conveniently telegram makes it pretty easy uh, to do live streaming it's a little bit like the old periscope uh, you know you got live chat you can talk to people and interact with people and you can do it from your phone and that's kind of convenient when Q is posting and then during the election and after the election. I, I did a lot of broadcasts. You know, after the election, I was doing daily broadcasts, trying to bring up people up to speed on the news. Um, it's a lot of work to do the news every day. Um, if you're going to do the news uh, the way it should be done, it takes a lot of time to research. And one of the reasons why I stopped doing um, the nightly news broadcasts was it was just taking a lot of time, and I wasn't getting any work done on any of the books that I need to write. So I stopped doing live streaming, stopped doing the news updates, uh, and you know I've got some, got a lot of work done on the books, but I think I want to go back to doing some live streams, and Telegram is kind of making that easy. So, tonight we've got uh, my first news live stream. Uh, I'm going to go through my Telegram channel and discuss the news over the last 24 hours. For those of you who are getting home from work and haven't had time to catch up on the news, I'm just going to give you kind of an overview of some of the news that's happened today and maybe provide a little commentary. Um, I posted a message from Kelly Townsend. She posted this last night in her Telegram channel. And she asked for an update uh, from Karen Fan on what's going on with the audit. And there's a lot of people who are very upset about the audit. They don't, it didn't go down the way they thought it was supposed to. They think that information was withheld from the public. Um, you know, if you're if you heard my last broadcast on Monday, I think if you're doing a criminal investigation, there's probably a legitimate reason for withholding some information. Grand juries. <laughs> Number one. Uh, and, and there's probably other reasons why certain information should probably be withheld uh, from the public. So uh, Kelly Townsend just said, you know, she's um, she's on it. She's trying to find out from Karen Fan what what the status is. There was <clears throat> there, there was a hearing today uh, in Congress. They had their sham uh, little congressional panel that is. Um, obviously, petrified about the fact that we've got <laughs> an Arizona audit that is uh, happens to have influenced a bunch of other states to do audits. So they want to they want to sh- throw as much shade on us as they can. They want to portray it as a bunch of job conspiracy theorists. And, um, and Andy Biggs was there, and, and and I'm not too concerned about what was said and what wasn't said in the audit. Or sorry, in the in the hearing today, because it's a sham hearing. It, this hearing was solely for the benefit of members of Congress and their sycophants. It wasn't for us. This this wasn't our deal. So whatever Ken Bennett did or didn't say is kind of irrelevant. Whatever did didn't come out of the out of the um, the hearing. It's not our hearing. I, I didn't expect any. Groundbreaking, you know, revelation to come out of this hearing. Um, it wasn't our hearing, and you know, Andy Biggs did a good job. Uh, he got the one of the county supervisors to admit that they um, deleted <laughs> the files, uh, and then handed over the hardware to the auditors uh, without the database. And when he was asked um did that seem right he goes well you know we followed the subpoena the subpoena said we were supposed to turn over the the hardware so we did and they didn't subpoena the database you know if they would have subpoenaed the database maybe we would have turned it over so all right so this guy is just um arguing in circles and and trying to obfuscate and hide the fact that they deleted data um, after they were served a legislative subpoena the subpoena was issued in december by the way and the data was deleted in February. So they've got a lot of problems. And I am, when it comes down to it with the the whole Arizona audit thing, it's going to come down now to a couple of things. Um, There are people like Liz Harris who are still at work and their work has not finished. You're going to be hearing more from Liz Harris in the future. I'm not going to tell you what you're going to hear, but she's not done yet. And Mark Bernovich is just beginning. We don't know what Bernovich is going to do, but the signals that we have seen so far from Brnovich, um, I think portend uh, a, a good investigation. Um, I think Bernovich knows the eyes of the world are on him. He has an opportunity to be a hero. He has an opportunity to do the right thing. Uh, he has no love of Katie Hobbs. And I think it'll be very interesting to see what Brnovich does. Uh, I, I don't know necessarily that Brnovich is going to be um, Wyatt Earp. I think John Durham is Wyatt Earp. But I think that Brnovich has um, certainly has within his scope as Attorney General of Arizona, he has the ability to open a pretty broad ranging. Uh, criminal investigation. And I suspect that he will. He's got a lot of reasons to. So we'll see how that goes. Uh, you know, the, the investigation, the criminal investigation just started. The Senate is still in the process of getting the information over to Bernovich's office. There's, They're going to have to impound a lot of equipment and that's not going to happen overnight. Um, so be, I would just advise pe- people be patient. Hang in there. Wait. don't. Don't be impatient, don't, don't be upset, if it doesn't go at the speed that you want it to. Um, there are, the storm is coming, <laughs> and there is nothing anyone is going to do to stop it. Um, the, the storm is on its way, and it has a lot of manifestations. It's going to be a storm at a local level, for a lot of local governments, it's going to be a storm at the national level. And it's going to be a storm at the international level. And if you are following prophetic people who are hearing from God, they're talking all about the storm that's coming. Uh, My son had a very interesting dream last night about a storm that's coming. And it's not a literal storm. It is a symbolic storm. Uh, There's a lot of people that are having these kind of dreams. All right. Uh, General Flynn had an encouraging post um, this morning. Uh, the more the left attacks our basic rights and freedoms, and the more they attempt to impose federal restrictions against local authorities or American citizens, the more you know we're winning. You can see we're winning. Keep fighting back. We will win. That is correct, General Flynn. And the thing about Congress holding this hearing to try to sh- you know, squash any positive... Um, momentum from the Arizona audit the fact that Congress is doing everything they can Adam Schiff and Nancy Pelosi are doing these, these hearings and in paneling these committees tells you that they're panicked it, it, it kind of does suggest that they're afraid that they're they're intimidated and they're concerned that the narrative is getting out of control and they have to do narrative control so how do you do narrative control? Uh, you create a committee, you create uh, an investigation, and you call in witnesses, and you try to find witnesses who are going to um, spin things in your direction, and and they're losing the battle, they're just losing the battle, uh, and General Flynn is correct, we are winning, and we're gonna we're gonna keep on winning. All right, I had a couple of interesting dreams last night. I'm gonna talk about one of them. I had a long dream, actually, both of my dreams are long. It seemed like. And one that started at night was like, when I went to sleep, boom, I was in this dream. And then it just went on for hours. I woke up, wrote that dream down, and then I went back to sleep and I had another dream. And that one seemed to go all night long too. Uh, so the first dream, what I saw in the first dream was an explanation of something that most of us had known about for a long time. But I saw this in a dream. Um, it was an explanation of how our current discussions on social media about Durham's investigation, about Durham's indictment assessment, all of these discussions are preparing normies for the indictments that are going to come at a future time. That's what I saw in the dream. I saw how our current conversations are preparing normies for the indictments that are going to come in the future. All right. So that's kind of a wink from God that we're on the right track. We just need to keep talking about it, keep um, this information in the forefront of our conversations on social media. Keep talking about Sussman. Keep talking about the indictments. Keep talking about Spygate. Keep talking about you know all of these issues. Keep keep these conversations and the topics in the forefront uh, on social media because even if it may seem like, oh, pepper's on. <laughs> um, even if, though it may seem like nothing's happening or it may seem like this is just a waste of time, it's not. Our conversations are preparing people for what is to come. People have to have a grid of understanding. They have have to have some basis of knowledge. When all these indictments come down, Clinton Foundation, Spygate, Uranium One, People are going to be lost. They're not going to know what the hell this is all about. We're going to have to inform them. And if we put out that information now, it helps uh, normies get a little bit of flavor of, of what's coming. All right. Uh, second dream, just talk about this quickly. I saw this is just an interesting. Uh, oh, Jill is uh, moderating. All right. Uh, <laughs> I saw in the second dream that the federal government decided that a large number of people did not have a right to vote. And I was telling Denise about this dream this morning, and she said, that's really interesting because normally the left, they're, they're sort of in control of government right now. They want everyone to vote, whether you're a citizen or not. Uh, <laughs> they just want everyone to vote. In this dream, I saw they had flipped the script. They were now telling people, certain people, they did not have a right to vote. Now we, knew that they were wrong and we as a collective uh, i saw us getting all this this paperwork together and we got addresses of people who were told by the government they had no right to vote and we just mass mailed out letters to these people letting them know that the government was wrong they did have a right to vote and we explained why they they had a right to vote it was just uh just a very interesting dream and again it's a little hard to tell if that's a how literally that dream is, whether it's literal or symbolic. I do have a fair number of literal dreams. Um, So just something to to pray about. All right. Uh, Let's see. Steve Scalise. So there's this fake news story about this new book that was uh, published claiming that um, Melania and President Trump uh, refused to see Steve Scalise's family at the White House when he was in the hospital. And Scalise knocked it down. He said, that is absolutely not true. Um, They were there at the White House. They were received. They even posted pictures of it. So the fake news just continually is trying to uh, portray President Trump as a mean, angry, hateful uh, person. You know, the same thing with this um, Stephanie Grisham, her book. She was um, talking crap about Melania. And I read uh, a little bit of the New Yorker. Article that was published. There, New Yorker put out two articles two days ago about this. <laughs> you can't make this stuff up. So Stephanie Grisham is claiming that Melania completely ignored her, and didn't care at all about uh, her personal problems when she was having um, a, a, an abusive uh, relationship with a staffer at the White House. And then she goes into this discussion about how she told melania about it and melania asked her if she'd called the police yet and stephanie said no i haven't it's not to that point yet so on the one hand stephanie is saying that melania didn't care at all about her problem and the other hand in the very next sentence she says so when i talked to her about it she asked me if i called the police and i told her i hadn't Well, that doesn't sound to me like a person who is like uncaring and indifferent Melania asked her, and she says in the article that she asked, did you call the police? She said no. Well, if you don't call the police and you're in an abusive relationship, and she said it hadn't got to that point yet, how much as, as, a, as an employer and employee relationship, how much do you step in and try to give that person counseling and advice in that kind of relationship? Maybe Melania didn't feel like she had a position of authority to, to speak to that level of her life. I don't know. It's kind of a similar thing happened when she was talking to President Trump on an airplane. Trump asked what I thought were normal, good questions of a concerned person. But Stephanie Grisham's story was that neither of them cared about about her. That's her complaint. Um, And the way she tells the story, it seems like they actually did. So, uh, The fake news is never going to stop trying to portray uh, President Trump and Melania. Uh, as evil people, that's just what they do. All right, moving along, Doug Ducey announced the creation of a new Cyber Command Center here in Arizona. Um, uh, He has announced the creation of a facility, secure facility that's going to combat cyber attacks on the state of Arizona's information systems. I thought that was very interesting. Uh, That doesn't mean Ducey is some rocket scientist. Uh, Ducey runs hot and cold. He, he's not a patriot. He's a, He has a conservative values, but he is uh, compromised. And he generally does whatever is best for him and his uh, handlers and not what's best for us. Although sometimes we get a win. Uh, stocks took off today on news that the, um, a compromise had been reached with in Congress to raise the debt ceiling temporarily uh, until December 3rd, and the stock market took off. At one point, the Dow was up over 500 points. Um, I'm sorry if you were bought into the narrative that they weren't gonna raise the debt ceiling, they weren't going to spend uh, a few trillion dollars of your money, that's what they do. And if you've been around for any period of time and you watch this drama go on periodically, they always do the same thing. They always cave and they always vote to spend the money. And nothing's gonna change on that, on that perspective. Um, it, it just it is what it is. Um, General Nakasone, interesting um, comment. He was at a, uh, at a conference on cybersecurity. Uh, Nakasone is head of uh, NSA. And he said that um, American citizens should expect ransomware attacks virtually every single day for the next five years. That hackers have decided that ransomware attacks is their go-to uh, method of exploitation, and we should expect it to continue uh, ad nauseum. Not going to be any break from that. All right, moving along. Oh, here's an interesting story. This is from the L.A. Times, of all places. Um, a reporter for the L.A. Times noted in a video, and I have not heard anybody mention this previously, that. If you look at the video of the so-called insurrectionists, none of whom were charged with insurrection, none of whom had any weapons. (laughs) But if you look at the video of of the January 6th protesters, you'll see them running down hallways, or running down past um, window after window after window after window after door after window. They go past 10, 15, 20 windows and doors until they find a couple of specific windows and decide to break those windows. Why did they choose those windows? There are over 600 windows and doors in the Capitol building. All of them are reinforced with Kevlar to be blast proof, except for about 12. And the ones that they went through are are, are a couple of the, there's only, like I said, there's 12. They went to this area in the Senate where two doors and two windows were not um, protected with blast proof shielding and those are the ones they went for now the reporter is asking okay um how did they know like did they map this out did they plan this strategize like did they know which doors and windows they were supposed to go through or they could go through i mean did you see a lot of people beating on kevlar window uh, protected windows i didn't it seemed like it, if all, a lot of these, most of these windows were shatterproof, somehow they found the ones that weren't. Um, maybe they were tipped off at a of time uh, by Nancy. Uh, hmm. Interesting. All right. There was a um, collision with a nuclear submarine. Uh, the, I think it was the USS Connecticut and the Suppose, according to the mainstream media reports, no damage, no harm, no foul, but uh, submarines don't bump into stuff every day. And today one did, one of our submarines. And maybe we'll get more about that later on. Um, I've been kind of loosely following the news today because I've been working on some other projects. So I don't have an exhaustive news uh, report tonight. The Senate did vote 61 to 38 to raise the debt limit by $480 billion through December 3rd. Uh, I'm not shocked. We have a lot of rhinos in the Senate who could not wait um, to vote for that. They were all down for that. And we need to get rid of those people. We need to pr- get them out, primary and out. Uh, let's see, oh, President Trump is actually speaking on Hannity tonight. Probably right now, actually. <laughs> he might be live at this moment uh i don't know so that is my news oh truth hammer is on here hey truth hammer what's going up bud that is going to do it for tonight's news i'm going to try to do these news updates more often try to get back in the swing um if it doesn't take me forever to prep for it uh I, i can probably afford you know 10 15 minutes here and there to do a news update All right, that's it. I'm going to get going. Uh, Please keep President Trump in prayer. Keep Q and the team in prayer. Keep me and Denise in prayer. Love you all. Take care. I'll catch you on the next broadcast.